Alright, starting in 3, 2, 1. And here we are. Welcome to the 35th ESOU podcast. And joining me, as always, is Olivo. And today we have a special guest, and his name is Hack the Minotaur. Um, Minotaur. Minotaur. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't know how to pronounce that word <laughs> for some reason. Hack is fine. Hack is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so as always, we just kind of start off with introductions. Um, and if you want to kind of tell us anything about yourself, I don't know anyone who doesn't know you actually. So I think this is a, this is going to be interesting how you would introduce yourself to 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 uh, the you know people listening in. Yeah. Okay. Um, hi everybody. My name is Hack. <laughs> I'm starting a video. Um, yeah, and I I guess I'm an ESO content creator. That's probably what I would call myself. Been doing uh, videos mostly on YouTube for I think five years now. I think coming up on five years, 2018 is when I started. So mostly focused on ESO. I've covered a few other games um, in the past, and yeah, just just love the game, love playing, love theory crafting builds and and creating content and guides for people. So a lot of fun for me. You have such a great voice. Yeah, I'm the odd one out here. I need to get, I need to get more <laughs> nice buttery smooth. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's a big part of the reason why I like got hooked on to uh, watching your videos. I was like, man, this guy's getting fucking. No, great thank voice. you. <laughs> I, th- I think that definitely does help um, if you're making videos. You don't want to have a, an annoying voice, do you? Uh, depends on what you. Part, part of the appeal. It de- I think it depends on your, on the person. Like I've, you know, YouTube comments. <laughs> some people like my voice. Some are incredibly annoyed with it. What? How? <laughs> what? How? Uh, like too calm yeah. or? Like... I I don't know. Everybody has their <laughs> their preference, right? Oh God! I think you can go on forever about YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole podcast right there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah. Um. You mentioned okay. So since 2018, you've been making ESO content. And mm. I think a lot of people know you for your plethora of like builds. Uh, you have builds for every class. Um, you have builds for you know soloing things. You have builds for classes. You have group builds. You know whether that's a healing build or a tank build. You also have builds for beginners. You also have one bar builds, heavy attack builds, PvP builds, um, mm. grinding builds. Even uh, that's yeah. a lot of builds. How do you keep up? With- <laughs> keep up with all well, it's hard because the I mean with ESO especially the game changes so much. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I have a website, um and if you know things are have majorly changed, then I'll try to update the written guides on the website. But some of the build videos, like I just haven't haven't updated the, the actual video because like you said, there's so many. Right. Um and for those of you listening, it's hacktheminotar.com is the website uh so do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing ultimately at least at least for like content creation like uh things changing so often every quarter or in every two quarters for eso well i think it's good for content creation because mm-hmm. it gives us something to talk about every two to three months right, right. yeah yeah i don't yeah, know if that's good for the players yeah, but it means you can like revisit things that maybe you've learned more things about a certain class or build. Um, 
you know, if, if the meta's changing every like six months and you get to get an excuse to, to redo a video, that's that's good, right? Have that content there. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, like you say, it's difficult on the on the players. That, do you think that is that something that the players put towards you in in um, like the feedback for your videos? Are they do they feel exhausted? Do they seem exhausted? Yeah, yeah, I would say there's a there's a good amount of players that, especially the last couple of years, because the combat changes have been really. I don't even know how you would describe it. Mm. Like just crazy, crazy changes yeah. constantly. Pendulum swings. Yeah, and so yeah. it's exhausting. It's exhausting when you put, you know, all your time to create a build, and then, you know, it's not as good anymore. The next patch, it sucks. Mm. So there's definitely some uh, exhaustion there, I think, from players, and I think you've seen that too in like the numbers of you know people playing for the past year or so. Oh yeah. Um. Well, how about yourself? Like, do you feel exhausted, or is it just kind of like, well, it is what it is, and you just keep going? Or, yeah, I wouldn't say exhausted. I think maybe frustrated. <clears throat> yeah, it's good report. I think like um, communication's probably a big issue with with the game, you know, from developers to to players. Um, so more frustrated than anything. Like, I'll I'll keep creating content and guides, you know no matter what, because I enjoy the game and right. I, I like contributing to the community. But um, yeah, it's, there's been some frustrating times for sure. Yeah, I think that in itself can be an entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. um, I, go on. I mean, I think coming on to this, like exhaustion with, with people having to change their builds and stuff, I think that might partly um have led to the success of all these like one bar builds is that they're quite easy to sort of pick up and um yeah you know like learn something very quickly it doesn't matter whether the meta changes you've still you know you've <clears> only got like five different skills to learn if you found that you know since i guess oak and soul that that one bar builds are like your your top thing or what what's like the most popular <clears throat> Um, yeah, well, that's interesting because I would say that one bar builds were popular before Oak and Soul. It's just they weren't as viable. Mm. Um, okay. When I started creating one bar build videos, that's probably like a year before Oak and Soul. Mm -hmm. um, and they were really popular just out of the gate. I think a lot of people probably mm, coming from Skyrim, maybe in other games, just aren't into like the bar swapping thing as much. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the main complaints, like bar swapping, light attack weaving. <clears throat> There's a big, I think, percentage of the player base that's just not into it. And so they really like the one bar um, play style a lot. Yeah. I remember talking to someone and they said their wife, uh, even though like you know, she got past level 15 and all that and she's playing the game, she just doesn't choose to bar swap. And that, at the time, blew my mind away. But as time went on, I'm like, okay, I can I can see why that is with, with a lot of people. Especially yeah. coming from Saren or even other games. Yeah. I think it depends on what you're trying to get out of the game as well. Like, if you're just doing overland content or normal dungeons and you're happy with that, then 
you know why why do why would you complicate things and try and push yourself when it's you know something it's it's a, it's just a game mm. you might not spend be spending 60 <laughs> 80 hours a week like we might be yeah i think on um i feel like on consoles it's more popular too just because it kind of mm. plays better with a controller i play with a controller myself mostly most times mm. yeah so it just feels good to like kick back with a controller and you have your your five skills and your ultimate and that's it that's all you have to worry about yeah, yeah. kind of simplifies things. Have, have, you, have you tried mouse and keyboard? Yeah, I did. Because um, I play... So I started playing on Xbox when I picked up the game. Um, but probably about two years ago, I, I switched over to PC. Um, not really for like add-ons or anything, just for as a content creator, it's easier. Right. Um, you know, to play on PC. But I still, you know, would use my controller because actually ESO has a really good, um, you know, controller scheme set up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's actually pretty good. Like the whole UI changes and everything. Um, so it's it's actually pretty good. But yeah, I've done a controller. Like if I do a DPS parse or something, like I find controller is uh, not as efficient like especially with light attack weaving and stuff right yeah. uh, controllers are much more difficult to get like a pure light attack out of a controller trigger mm. versus yes. like a mouse click yeah. so um yeah i do i do play with both but probably like 80 percent on controller yeah yeah, I, can see I mean, that. If, if I I tried controller this morning because having like, like I went to the doctor's last. Yeah, I went I went to the doctor's this week and mm. they told me that my hand is like broken pretty much. What? Did you bring your well, hand? Well, no, they said it's got like I've got osteoarthritis <laughs> apparently, uh, Car- carpal tunnel, um, oh, all, uh, all these kinds of things. So they're like try and chill out a little bit. So I thought, okay, fine. I'll do my Ritz with a controller. How hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like, I took 20 minutes to try and find out how to mount. Um, like I couldn't mm. figure out how to log out either. That was another thing. The map, I have no idea where the map is. Okay. So you're um, telling me I need to make a guide for this. I <laughs> potentially, yeah. <laughs> this I'll, is my I'll, next I'll, video. I would watch yeah. it. <laughs> And also, I mean, I so I plugged, I, I've got, a, I had a PlayStation 4, I still have it somewhere. Um, but then all the buttons are wrong. Like it was saying X is square and because it comes up with the Xbox things. But yeah, yeah. thankfully there is an add-on on menu. So if anyone else is plugging a PlayStation controller in, there is an add-on that redoes all the UI. So it's a PlayStation UI. Mm. Oh, interesting. Oh, nice. It is also a little bit wrong though because it said mount was like push down this middle button here um but that is not true um i don't know what it was but i had to rebind it anyway yeah you can um, remap it yeah yeah but, i i don't know what my point is but yeah, <laughs> controllers are hard and weird and i don't i i feel like if i picked up eso like on console, and I had to play with a controller. I would, I think, I'd give up after like half an hour. I don't know how anyone persists with playing with a controller. 
it, it, it's hard when you switch from mouse to mouse to controller or even controller to mouse vice versa yeah yeah right yeah. It took me a while um back and forth you know yeah because it's all that muscle memory that you have oh, yeah. built up and then you have to like break it i, right. I will say though controllers are much more comfortable for your hands i think uh i know a lot of people with carpal tunnel or arthritis that ha you know either have to or really want to play with controllers for a lot of games because you know the pain is much lessened compared to i guess claw gripping your mouse mm -hmm. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah 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 there's a bunch of you <laughs> you know. yeah especially if you're doing like dps or something where it's you know apm or nothing mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean i had carpal tunnel at one point not with eso but in in previous mmos mm -hmm. where i would play controller mouse and controller only um you know for like eight hours a day it's rough on your body yeah for sure yeah i mean especially yeah, if you gotta, you've got like you gotta a, be careful a day job working in it as well so you're, you know, oh you're yeah for sure if that's what you do for work too yeah you yeah. need to be careful um, yeah yeah get get with the controller it'll it'll yeah. help i think yeah I, so i i did my writs with a controller and then um so i've been currently grinding uh, a bit of um ap i currently i got my fourth grand overlord yesterday which is mad. what the hell i know what? I'm trying to get one of every class, right? Why? <laughs> well, I mean, I've got all the achievement points, got all the champion points. There's no, and it's, since it's account-wide achievements now, I can't, each character has no personality other than, you know, they've got no nothing unique about them other than their alliance rank now. So that's all I've got left mm. to grind, Nephus. Leave what? me alone. That's <laughs> all he has left. <laughs> okay, come on, what would fashion? Their aesthetics. I don't know. Have you tried role yeah, playing? Yeah, but <laughs> I, I guess I could like build them each a house or something. But even then, I, I've got nothing left to sure. grind other than mm -hmm. Grand Overlord on all of them. Um, God, but yeah, I tried Cyrodiil with a controller. That is awful. I mean, I can't do combat, especially not panicking. I guess yeah, you do need to learn. You need all that muscle memory, and that's mm -hmm. yeah, that's really important. Yeah, but then. You know, I'm I'm sure Nephis is the same. We've raided with people, um, in like high-end, uh, hard mode content, and you they're like DDs that use controllers, and they are just as good, if not better, than people with um mouse and keyboard. Like um, I know Lulu, for example, who we had on the podcast before, um, mm. top DPS player, uses a controller, which is just yeah, insane. I think that's a. I, th I think it can be done. Yeah, I, I think tricky. that's more of a player thing, though. You know what I mean, or rather than the instrument. I feel like you could, right. if you're a good player, you can do either. Like eventually, like eventually, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think you just need some more time. Sure. But well, do, do you not reckon there's like a skill ceiling on using a controller versus keyboard and mouse? I think there's some mm -hmm. limitations with key bindings, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like you know, especially I mean, you you definitely yeah. do need a keyboard. You want to swap gear with add-ons and stuff like that. So, and especially I think... with lag too, and like PvP, especially with Cyrodiil, mm -hmm. I could imagine like on uh, to do an ultimate right. Typically, it's like left bumper, right bumper combined. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. that just won't even that won't even happen <laughs> in yeah. PvP. 
I, yeah, yeah. So I, had, I, had, I was using a Dark Convergence Vicious Death Necro with uh, Harmony, and the pop-up kept coming up for Synergy. I was like, what the hell are those buttons? How am I meant to press both of those at the same time? Oh, that's another one. Yeah, Synergy. Yeah. That's the type of one. I've, I feel like it's definitely very tough compared to just pressing one button. But, you know, like you say, maybe with enough experience. <clears throat> so we, we, we kind of started off like in the present um, but I kind of want to get to know you more in terms of like, how did you like Ooh. start? Ooh, okay. You know what I mean, mm, like, uh, yeah, yeah. I know you, you're like, oh, okay, I started YouTubing in 2018, but like, what led you to that decision of making videos? And like, how did you jump from, um, you mentioned playing other MMOs, uh, and I think RPGs to ESO. Mm -hmm. kinda. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've always been a fan of MMOs. I think um, I started playing EverQuest mm. back when that was a thing. I, did either of you guys play that game? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. EverQuest one or two? Both. One. Okay. Wow. You one. might be older than me. I'm. I'm dating myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I played EverQuest in um, like towards end of high school, early college. Mm. So yeah, and that was that was a sweaty game, right? That's when I had carpal tunnel. Actually, from, <laughs> from, I played a um, uh, was it a bard? Yeah, I mean, certain classes. That's an interesting game. Like certain classes have much higher APM requirements than others, so you would just like kill your fingers, um, you know, depending on your class. But that's kind of where I started with MMOs. Um. That was a really, I don't know, just kind of, I guess you could say I got addicted to it, right? Yeah. The whole thing of like building your character and then, you know, the community side of it, rating, um, all that stuff. So that's, so I did play that probably two or three years, maybe. Uh -huh. <clears throat> and then I got busy with, you know, college and, and family, so I really sort of put that away for a while, and then I was just like a console gamer for a bit, you know, playing like Skyrim and and things like that on my Xbox. Um, and then eventually, I think I just started seeing like videos for Elder Scrolls Online, you know, probably like YouTube videos, and um, I used to watch uh, Fang Rush mm. PvP. Yeah. You know, I used to watch Deltia and his videos. Um, so that kind of got me interested and then I picked it up and played for a while and it was like, not that fun, to be honest, <laughs> just <laughs> playing, playing ESO back in 2015. It was not, not that great. Like, the, I mean, that's a whole nother discussion, right? The game has come a long way Yeah, it does. uh, since yeah. then, but, um, yeah, it just wasn't kind of, wasn't that, wasn't vibing that much with the game for a little bit but I just kept playing it every once in a while and I think eventually I hit max level where I hit you know vet ranks mm -hmm. um, and then I started getting more into theory crafting and so I would just watch like YouTube videos I think I was watching more YouTube videos than actually playing the game because at the high level there's so much theory crafting that you could learn um so I remember specifically uh, Gilliam the Rogue watching, mm. you know, Gil's yes. videos yeah. back in the day. I would rewatch them 
and I would wait for him to post his next video because he would do like every class skill as a separate video. Well, not class skill, but like class skill line. Oh, yeah, I remember he was this. like, yeah. Did three, you guys watch three, those? Yeah, I, I watched all of them. There was a three-hour long one about uh, Nightblades. Was mm -hmm. it assassination or shadows? Yeah, or yeah. It, it was a three-hour video. It was, <laughs> I it was, was like, in depth. bro, come on, bro. <laughs> But I was into it. Like yeah, I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. And I like I said, I rewatched yeah. some of them. Um, just to I don't know why, man. I'm weird. <laughs> no, no, I think that's fine. I think uh listening to people breaking down stuff to the point where you can understand it is like it, it, I don't know, it's like watching yeah. a performance or like an art. Like I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah. it's almost like going to school, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like get a base level of knowledge. Um, in in how the game worked, and then at that point, I just started trying everything myself, like setting up different builds, different you know PvP builds, PVE builds, solo builds, um, whatever. And then I would just you know theory craft. I would pull up sets, you know, look at all the list of sets and sit there and look at them and think, okay, these two sets and these skills on this class that that would be pretty cool i want to try that so then i would build that out and try it so yeah once i reached sort of the end game area of eso it got a lot more interesting because i would try these different builds and things for myself and i wasn't bored anymore like i would i was playing like non-stop setting up builds and then playing the build for like a day or two and okay now i'm bored with this build let me create a different build mm. um so then I got sort of addicted, not on the game as much, but just creating builds and different like play styles and experiences for myself. So that's kind of how I got into the, the gameplay side of things. Content creation, I think just kind of came out of that somehow. I don't honestly remember, um, but I was just, I created a couple video guides, I think at some point and they got a few views. I think I created like a Nightblade guide first and it got like 100 or 200 views on YouTube and I was like, oh, okay. Maybe maybe I'll do a few more and then, you know, just kept doing it really. Just kind of snowballed from there. Did people ask you for builds or did you just start posting builds? Mm. Yeah, I don't think anybody asked me. I just did it <laughs> more, oh, that's more good. for myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody was like blown away. I was like, oh, dude, this is this is sick. Can you do X, Y, and Z? I probably got more like negative comments. You know how YouTube is. Yeah, YouTube like, is. This build sucks. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, YouTube's rough. So, I mean, how do you find that? Because this is what I feel about theory crafting. It's like no matter how deep I theory craft there's always going to be a meta that's not going to fit whatever I'm theory crafting for so say like I don't know, I'm like a sork main at the moment and I want to get into a raid team no matter how good I make I play my sork it's not going to be as good as like a DK you know how do mm. you how do you manage that like how what motivates you to theory craft when you know there's something out there that is potentially just going to be better well i don't think <clears throat> so i don't necessarily think the same way because i don't really do a lot of like group like end game group content mm -hmm. where that would be my concern um 
And I think my audience kind of matches that where they're not end game players necessarily. They're just playing for fun. Mm-hmm. And so my approach is what's the most fun build that I can create or the most unique um, build that I can create or like with a specific theme. Um, so I'm thinking more about that. I'm not thinking about um, damage numbers necessarily or if a certain class can do this better. Um, I'm not thinking of that at all, really. Right. Is it for... I mean, what what do you think the... What could people achieve with your builds? Like, are they able to do... I mean, vet dungeons? Hard modes? Trials? Mm-hmm. Some of them, yeah. Some of them, definitely. Um, some of them not, you know. I've had... Some of my favorite comments are from like uh, people who have accessibility issues, mm-hmm. um, and they say like, "Oh, this game was so so frustrating or whatever." But then I tried this this one bar build, and now I can play all of a sudden, like you know. Um, so it just it just depends. Um, like I said, I don't create like end game DPS builds necessarily. So a lot of it is like catered towards beginners and like solo players especially which is which is interesting for an mmo right but there's actually a huge population of eso players that that's all they do that's all they want to do yeah which is is interesting um and i didn't know that like when i got into creating builds i was just creating what i was interested in Mm -hmm. and then i found out that it like um, resonated with a ton of players. I was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> like, people want to pl- want to um, learn about a solo sorcerer build?" Okay, like I, <laughs> I didn't research that. I didn't, you know, I just got, I just meshed with what people were interested in at the time. Yeah, yeah. But that's what's good about ESO too is there's like a whole spectrum of builds. Like, yeah, there's end game. DPS builds and there's sweaty PVP um, 40k health builds and there's like beginner builds and solo builds and like that's what's cool is like you can create something for people in all kinds of different spaces for this game which I like. Yeah absolutely I think it does feel like over the years the play how you want has become more of like a level playing ground like the meta has sort of not being mm-hmm. so far ahead of other builds as it was in the past. Um, right, or there's just more you can do, much. too. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you, you can have your, your one bar. If you can get a companion now mm-hmm. and, and solo a dungeon with a companion healer, or you can get yeah. a companion tank now if you want. Yeah. Or you can just do mythics, or you can do housing all day, like... Have you found that the hybridization of magic and stamina has that opened up more builds, or is it has it narrowed things down? Has it made some stuff more sort of homogenized? Because I feel yeah, like yeah. it's before you had magic DDs and stamina DDs, now you kind of have just middle of the ground, or at least in 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 the meta. How how has that affected the builds that you make? That's a really good question. I think it I think it depends on the context again so it depends on mm-hmm. what you're trying to do right i think for the majority of players it's really opened things up 
um, and made it easier to play and more fun. Like for me, um, I was just playing a Nightblade yesterday. I'm leveling up a new Nightblade and I'm, it's like a stamina focused Nightblade, but I'm running uh, Swallow Soul on it for healing, right? Which yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that on the stamina Nightblade before the hybrid changes necessarily, but now it's totally viable. And the reverse is true. You have a magic build. You can run like Dampede as a gap closer on your magic build. Um, so I think for like PvP and anything below like end game rating, I think it's really opened things up a lot. And I think it's a good change. I think the problem is with like meta DPS builds, it's really shrunk down mm. because players will do, you know, what they do at end game, and that's like figure out the best combination of skills and the best combination of weapons. And nothing compares the dual daggers for, you know, DPS. Uh-huh. And nothing <laughs> compares to like Pillar of Nern and, uh, you know, a trial set, you know, and Mythic Kilt, right? So, I mean, other things are close, but players have mathematically figured out like th this is the best setup. And since it scales on both the Magicka and Stamina build, will both types of builds will just use that. Right. And so I think we're seeing a lot like more uh like homogenized builds at endgame. Um but maybe that's maybe that's okay. I don't know. Like you have to think too about like how many how many players really does this affect? How many players are raiding at the end game? Is it like a thousand players that this is really an issue for? And did it open up more possibilities for like 50,000 players? I, I don't know. It's it's hard to... You can't solve all the issues, yeah. right? Um, yeah, and, and that, yeah, like all... Please. Um, when I was thinking, like, how the meta shifts from, like, stamina to magicka and, and, and vice versa, I, I guess we're, seeing, we're going to be seeing less of that now, which I think is honestly fine. For end game, like I, th I feel like that's that's probably a positive thing. Even though there's going to be like less different builds, we'll end up playing. Mm -hmm. um, they'll all be quite similar to each other, especially if we're using the same weapon skills on every single class as well. Um, but you know, maybe that, maybe it's maybe it makes end game more accessible. If anything, if the if the meta's not going to change quite so drastically. Um, and if people always have, if people learn the dual wield and the, and the two hander, then maybe they can adapt that to any class when when it becomes better. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an issue more for like in the play style. Like, what if somebody doesn't like playing dual dagger, two hand back bar? Yeah, and like you're saying, they feel uh, punished for that play style. Like they can't play right. uh, Inferno Staff build anymore at end game or their raid leader won't let them <laughs> play you yeah. know because it parses less i think that's where you get into issues um yeah but i'm not really sure how you would fix that i remember that one guy getting mad at skinny cheeks or making bills with dual dagger and great sword <laughs> do you remember uh, that oh, yeah <laughs> um on, on, yeah, uh, yeah, YouTube, on YouTube, youtube comments yeah it was youtube comments but um 
kind of going back to uh, audience or demographic, I think it would interest both of you to know that um, uh, you guys know Brawi got this, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he, he posted a poll uh, yesterday asking people like how many hours of games or just how many mm. hours can you game a day? Yeah. And I, I think so far 61% of over, almost 3,000 people said, you know, only two to five hours and 20% said less than an hour. And the margins are five to eight hours and 10 hours plus. So, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think like you were saying earlier, I think people want not just um, fun builds, but also accessible builds or easy, e- easy to get builds rather yeah, than right. devoting, I don't know, oh, yeah. dozens of hours a week to raiding or finding your rain. I mean, that, 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 that in itself is daunting as a social experience, right? So, yeah, that, yeah. That was always really important to me, um, and it still is, where if I'm going to post a build, I'm going to make sure, for the most part, it's accessible Mm -hmm. to as many people in as short amount of time as possible, right? So I would usually focus on, like, overland sets and crafted sets, because that's the easiest to get, right? You can craft it yourself, or you can buy it from somebody, and you can make that build in, like, an hour right if you have the gold or you have the crafting skill you could make that build in an hour and start playing so that was really important to me um so you know most of my builds starting out were doesn't require a trials gear at all but it's still a fun build and it's powerful in some some aspects so i think you know in a poll like that you'll see that that that's the majority of players like they don't have a ton of time to uh farm gear and you know get best in slot traits and whatever mm-hmm. and they just want to play with the, t- the time that they have which is limited yeah, definitely something to consider yeah um so i mean sometimes i get people asking me they're you know brand new players i just installed eso this week what should i play and my usual response to them is just try everything um but if you want to, um, you know, look into getting into endgame raiding, probably play a necro because you're always going to be needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so how? Well, I mean, Arcanus is coming out, so. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll maybe, see what yeah. <laughs> my, my advice might change next year. But um, <laughs> how how do you approach people that are brand new and they want? Like you to decide for them what what they should play. How do you how do you deal with that? Hmm, it's hard. I mean, I, I I try not to stress about it, and I try to to not get people to stress about it because I know that's hard to that's like the hardest decision, right? But so I just say like look at look at some videos and try to find what's most appealing to you like visually especially and in terms of yeah. the skills and like the the play style right so if you like um pets then you're gonna probably be a sorcerer or a necro um if you like fire magic you're gonna gravitate to to dragonite or something like that so just looking for kind of those overarching themes in the class because mm-hmm. You know, I know there's DPS differences at endgame, but like I preach usually for the majority of players, the differences don't matter. 
and it, yeah. it, it comes down to playing something that you like and that you connect with um you know don't don't look to chase the meta before you even start playing like that's yeah. that's not fun yeah, to me exactly that, yeah. that's, that's that's exactly the advice i give to new players trying to grind right away or trying to level your mm -hmm. boys i'm just like bro just <laughs> it's not even that like maybe they do enjoy it but at the same time i've seen so many people over the years um they start out like that and they just burn out mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they don't even uh, i knew this one guy you know he grinded the max cp which was at the time what was it uh 600 was it 810 cp or 500 i don't right. know so, somewhere yeah. between those yeah. two yeah. benchmarks when uh, after vet ranks um and he got there he farmed gear and he didn't know how to improve gear <laughs> and i'm just like you know you should probably check out other uh, other uh, aspects of the game yeah. you know and he, he like i was shocked because this guy didn't know how to improve gear he grinded yeah. got the got the sets didn't know how to improve gear <laughs> and i look yeah. at that and i'm like mm, yeah you should probably not <laughs> power level right away in the mmo just kind of enjoy the world just quest and, yeah, um, questing. This is another thing I say to people: go and enjoy the overland and do the quests whilst it's still challenging and you don't know how to play. Because once, mm -hmm. <laughs> once you once you can before you can steamroll. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that is that's that's the prime time to do it. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, like going back to your question, only I just want to like put my hands on their shoulders and just shake them. Just I'm just just just, just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't care know. about the things that you think you should care about because you know it's, it's a game at the end of the day. I, I yeah. think most people want to be validated when they ask certain questions like, um, mm. "Do you think this class is good?" Because they probably picked that class or, or mm -hmm. like, right. you know, yes. like yeah, 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 exactly. You know what I mean? So I just, I'm just always like, you know what? Just I don't know. Keep playing or just Google something or YouTube it. Uh, so it's all there mm -hmm. um, yeah compared to 2015 or 2016 there were no like when there were no guides or builds it's just so many things now so much so many mm -hmm. resources yeah but, i think um, that's true that they want to be validated in their choice because it is a big choice yeah yeah for sure right Time i mean there's no there's no class change token so mm -hmm. <laughs> you're kind of, yeah and some players will only play one character right right which oh, is yeah, interesting yeah. to me like i think there's a lot of and I don't have specific numbers, but probably a lot of players who only have that one character. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and I've, to I've me, with loads of people like that as well. Yeah, like, that's interesting, yeah. right? Because to yeah. me, I have my characters m slots maxed always. Uh -huh. But there are some people who are totally the opposite. No, I'm not changing my character. Oh, there's a new class. I don't care. I'm not changing my character. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of goes back to that poll, right? That brought in two to five hours a day maybe probably that's yeah, not a lot of time two hours i can't imagine you know what i mean right which is interesting like is a uh, our class-based mmos is that like going away like mm. new worlds for example not not a class-based mmo um but then ashes of creation back to class-based mmos so i feel like it's a little bit more old school right approach having class-based then ESO is kind of, kind of like in the middle because it is class based, but your class doesn't really matter. So why, like ESO doesn't have to be class based because every class can do everything for the most part. So it's kind of confusing in a sense. It's super interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like we're always like in the middle of an experiment with ESO. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get that feeling. <laughs> I, I mean, 
Especially when it comes to certain skills, like Misform. Which I'm okay with. I think that skill has always kind of been an experiment. I don't know. If you know the Misform. But how long do you need to experiment on a skill? <laughs> misform has been around. <laughs> Why are we still experimenting on skills? Uh, four or five years later. I, that's, you know, I think that's a very good question. I think it... Like, okay, Misform, that, that hurt my feelings a little bit. Really? <laughs> when they changed the original. Because one of my most popular builds is the unkillable mm. vampire necro. Uh, yeah. right? right, right. Where you can just sit in uh, Blood Mist, drop a couple extra dots. That's like one of the first one bar builds. <laughs> and it was super fun. I mean, it, it wasn't hurting anything. Like the DPS was like 15k. <laughs> mm-hmm. DPS, but it was super fun for like overland and even for soloing normal dungeons and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's one of my gripes. Like, at what point with an established skill do you change it that drastically? Right. And even why did they change it? Right. Was it just for one, uh, trial encounter? Like, that's, that's a questionable reasoning. Why wouldn't you change the encounter versus? change the entire skill right we you know we all had the same question though. we were like how did you not see this coming especially when we did we give them a them. heads up yeah. of the pts <laughs> uh what was it six months before they did the change right yeah. so it's like well you know uh i don't know what's going on over there <laughs> so i know that's a very good question i don't know if any of us has the answer here so it was like um, Misform was the only way to like tank that specific boss, yes. right? Yes. Well, it wasn't, but like oh, the best way. It, it was it the was most consistent way, and that was the problem. Yeah. yeah. Like you it was were a lot not easier gonna, than the alternative yeah, for the you, same result. You were so not going to go death it consistently. There's no way you could have done it. And yeah, we gave the feedback on PTS. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the council raiders where we talk with uh, a dev and we we gave them. You know, logs, we, mm-hmm. you know, all of it. And videos. it's like, in videos, yeah, we were like, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. with this misform thing? This isn't fun to tank. Right. Because um, at the time I was tanking it too, and I'm like, this is horrible. This is, I would rather die. So did they, <laughs> did they change? But did they change that encounter no. at all based on that feedback? No. No, they did not. No, they didn't reduce like, the dot or anything. We just took away the, the crutch that was misformed. Like I see, I see your your valuable feedback. Thank you. Let's ignore that and let's just change the skill. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happens. Um, and I think that's really, especially since update thirty five, uh, a lot of people's kind of like question like what's going on, really. Um, and it, it feels like uh, I don't know if you saw the recent forum post by Kevin communicating from the dev team. Right, he's passing on words from the dev team. Where they were like, it's intended where sorcerer is not supposed to be unique. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, that's that's news, what? right? This when... is like, yeah, yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see that in the class description <laughs> when I was picking my class. Like a little asterisk at the bottom. This class is not intended. To... Uh, well, I, I I think their statements open up a lot more questions than it does answers because it doesn't right. make sense to me. Okay, so. They say there is class identity, but then they intend there to not be class identity. And then they say, <laughs> oh, everything's supposed to be viable, or everything is supposed to be good at every role, or uh, to a certain point. But then it's like, well, sorks can't be good at everything, so they're not unique. And I'm just like, what, what, what is going on? What is this contradictions here? Mm. 
I would, you know, there's yeah. so many questions now, and it's weird. It's really weird. I don't know what's going on, but I think this time around, it's because they're 110% focused on that new class, Arcanist. They're still developing it. Um, mm, that's a good point. Yeah. According to interviews, I think they're just like they don't care, or not 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 care, but they don't have the time or resources or people to devote to the other classes, and that's why we haven't seen too many changes. This PTS or really anything. Yeah. Well, that's that's my other point is like the classes in ESO, you know, being able to do so much, you know, similar to the other classes. It's like, how do you have a class identity when you're also saying at the same time, every class can tank, every class can heal, every class can DPS. I mean, it's it's very different from other MMOs where I've played where specific classes are tank classes and specific classes are healers and specific classes are melee DPS or range DPS. Yeah. I, I feel like they're, they're, they're trying to ch chase something that is kind of conflicting with itself because they want, yeah, exactly. They want everyone to be able to do everything. Um, but also retain, class identity some identity yeah kind of thing but it's, it's kind of difficult because if you want everyone to be able to do everything then that is going to get sort of homogenized and everything's going to sort of end up being quite similar and they have the the unique class buffs right but mm. some of those with hybridization you know like um minor right, sorcery yeah, yeah. for templar and minor Sorks brutality for for dk like you only need one of those now, right? Because the game looks at your highest weapon or spell damage. Mm -hmm. So yes, I yeah. think if, you know, maybe they address those next patch. I mean, they should address that soon. They should have addressed that this patch. Honestly, those specific class passives that are unique and make them a little bit more defined where you do truly need every class. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the, the meta for trial teams at the moment is two necros one night blade and then everyone else's dk's hmm. and I, I don't think yeah. that's really what they that's want <laughs> yeah that's a huge problem hmm. and even synergies too right they could build um i don't know what maybe it was your video nephis or skinny cheeks or somebody i was watching that suggested more um unique synergies right something to differentiate the class a little hmm. bit more at end game where you would have a better like raid composition yeah with more diversity yeah well that's i mean that um the dominance of alkosh that was when that was um more popular then we did see a bit more class diversity because you need you know your templar with your ritual your sork with your liquid lightning hmm. warden with your um yeah you know, like all, all that kind of thing uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe if they bring out another like synergy set, possibly with the next trial. I don't know. Like, we, I mean, remember we had Locestis as well. That was oh my god, please again. No. That was very popular. <laughs> that oh. that brought back needing a lot of synergies and a bit of class diversity. But, not not, yeah. not really. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everyone actually, was necro. Actually, no, yeah, that's not true. Yeah, was, everyone was necro, wasn't it? Okay, maybe they. Mm. With a shorter yeah. cooldown, so that you know you'd have to use five different synergies to keep oh up your buffs. Oh my god! <laughs> but, um, 
I, yeah. Uh, so on top of all this, like classes, class balance, um, gameplay balance, and all that, uh, wh what's your opinion on like I guess when we're talking about beginners or newer players on how ESO does in terms of like retaining those players or like teaching those players? Because I know you have a um, I, I believe it's a zero to hero um, guide, right? Mm, where where yeah. like it, it kind of streamlines the process of figuring out the different elements of the game. Do you think ESO does a good job with it, or do you think like it's getting yeah, better? I don't. Maybe it's improved a little bit, but I think yeah, I don't think it's very good. You know the way they onboard new players as far as teaching them the game, mm. um, and it's difficult. I mean, there's so many things that are in this game now that you need to learn to be like proficient um like i said i kind of taught myself back in the right. beginning but it was from it wasn't from playing the game it was from watching gil and his youtube channel right like non-stop for a month so yeah i think there's definitely a lack of um teaching and maybe that's a good thing for me because that means i can make more right. videos and you know, and for you, you can have ESOU and all the other stuff. Like maybe Zenimax is just kind of giving it up. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, hey, we have this amazing community. They're always, you know, saying how great the community is. Um, right. Maybe they maybe they lean on that more because it is honestly an insane amount of knowledge to be proficient in this game. Mm -hmm. And could you teach that like in a game without it being like yeah, too wait, 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 too much? Like just yeah. taking over, yeah, like UI and tooltips everywhere and pop-ups everywhere. Like I think I think ESO does an okay job at just giving players the basics. Um, because they do have little pop-ups and things that happen like stealing is bad and you know right, right. <laughs> this kind of stuff when you're first interacting on a new character yeah um so just giving them that like baseline knowledge but it's funny i was i'm leveling up this new character right and you know when you level up you get like the um it's like a um tip or something that pops up every time you level up i don't know if you guys have leveled up a character recently but yeah, there's yeah. like a um, you get like an, a new item, like a drop or something, and a tip, right? Yeah, milestone. And so my character hit level 43, and the tip was like, oh, did you know you can weave in a light attack between skills for more oh. damage? <laughs> <laughs> level 43, this knowledge becomes right. available through the base game. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Well... Yeah, they should, um, they should teach you that before you even create your character. Well, they teach you that in the tutorial, <laughs> kind of. Like they, they don't just, teach they don't teach light attack weaving in the tutorial yeah. though. They just kind of give you like what the basic. They do basic is. light attacks. Yeah, yeah basic light attacks. Um, you know, interrupting, heavy attack, and break free. They don't teach um, right weaving abilities. They don't even teach you how to use abilities, really, because at that point, you know. Well, I don't think you have abilities in the tutorial, right? You just have. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure if you have skills in the tutorial or not. I think once you slot a weapon, or like you pick mm -hmm. up a weapon from one of those tables, I, I think. No, because you don't have skill points, right? Is it after you pick up that one little sky shard you get a skill point, or? 
Because you're level... Are you level yeah. one or three in the tutorial? I think you're level one. So you might uh, have like one skill available, yeah. right? But yeah. yeah, the point is there's definitely... They could do more, but what oh, I'm yeah. saying is I don't think they should go like 100% into it because that would probably be too much. Mm. It'd be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, there was this huge outcry um, from the from a lot of players. Uh, I, I keep bringing this fucking patch up because it's, it's cursed. <laughs> uh, update 35. Um, because one of the reasons given for update 35's uh, changes was because you know, uh, things are too complicated or whatever. What, what, what was the reason? Ollie? Like, think, things were out of reach for <laughs> a lot of players? Yeah, no, no, no. One of the reasons cited was like make it more accessible, accessible or like easier for players to understand. And, and everybody was like, well, make a better combat tutorial or whatever, you know, in game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you watched the ESO live stream after the outcry where they did address that. Um, and they were, they, they, uh, I think it was with the combat team that was on. Like it was Gina, Gilliam, and uh, Brian Wheeler, and uh, they basically said, you know, we leave it up to the community. <laughs> you know, like the content creators. Yeah, and it's like, that. yeah, yeah, you remember that, right? Yeah, I'm, and yeah, it's like, uh, well, okay, good but for me, good for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, for it can be, users, sure, sure, yeah, it can be, yeah, sure, whatever. But at the same time, when I look at other MMOs, I've tried out like Final Fantasy fourteen. You can fail tutorials. So there's, uh, for example, if you're like a DPS role in Final Fantasy XIV, you have to do um, these tasks uh, specifically, like uh, damage them specifically, or like I, I don't know, I, I don't know how to describe mm -hmm. it. Like, or you, or the instance resets, and then you have to do it over again until you get it right. Yeah. Um, maybe something like that. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. No, that would be cool. Yeah. You know? could do that for sure. Like. And throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it was Necrom, aren't we getting some kind of endless arena? Or that would be... No, that's quarter four. Yeah, quarter four. Quarter four, okay. But I wonder whether that might be something like that, that kind of sort of steady, slow approach to, you know, gradually teaching people to get a little bit better. It in, sounded more like an end game activity, like something for right. end game players to do. Right, but we'll see. I mean, it could be anything at this point. Except yeah. with a friend, two-person arena, as mm -hmm. so many people have been requesting, right? With a buddy, right. with a which buddy. means you could use a companion, because companions Ooh, are your buddy. True. That's that's what Rich always says. They're your your battle buddy. <laughs> so, which which honestly, I think they need to do it that way because yeah. otherwise, solo players will not be engaged. Right. Right. Yeah. So if they set it up this way correctly, a solo player can do this content too. And you need to purchase a chapter that has companions. So oh. more. Right. So they, they'll right. probably do it that way. Hopefully, if they don't, it would be a really dumb mistake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're right. I think they'll do that. Yeah. Damn. I didn't think about that. I wonder if it's going to replace Black Rose Prison for XP grinding. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's in that yes oh god that'll be no. interesting if they if they lower the experience because mm. you can do it endlessly or if they leave it or if they boost it yeah because i mean if it's going to be an arena every mob's going to be worth whatever they are in like the other arenas i would have thought mm -hmm. it's like 80, 80k per mob, whatever it is mm. yeah i just wonder what it's going to look like is it going to be more like a Vat, like a Vatishran style 
you know, exploration arena, or is it going to be like VMA, like you're in the arena, you know, like personally, I prefer VMA. I think it's more fun. Oh, like waves in one like arena. waves. Yeah. Like waves. Exactly. I don't like, there's too much running in this game. Like, can we, right. Yeah. Can we, can we reduce the amount of running necessary? Maybe it's like, five waves a room and then you go into the next room and it's just a constant loop of rooms mm -hmm. have with five waves of it. Yeah. Maybe it gets exponentially yeah. harder too. That'd be interesting. Well, that, they Maybe they took that from, I don't know if you guys have played Blades, the mobile game. There's something very similar in Elder Scrolls Blades. Yeah. yeah. There's like an play, endless... Um, oh, yeah. 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 It's like floors, so you go like mm. I forget if it's downstairs or upstairs, but you just oh, down, there's down like is more. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple enemies per floor, and then you go to the next one, and the next one that gets progressively harder. Mm. You get better loot, you know, the further you go. So it's it's cool. It's a cool idea. Yeah, Lost Ark has something similar. Uh, it's a tower where you just keep going up, and each floor mm -hmm. gets harder. Yeah, I think somebody said Final Fantasy has something similar also. Yeah, I can see that happening, Rio. So honestly, yeah. What what I reckon will happen is it's going to like not get any more difficult after about I don't know level twenty or something, and it's just going to be a little bit too easy still. Mm. And then it's just mm. going to be forever repeating the same like five different rounds. That's not yeah really tricky. I hope, they do, I hope they do it properly. Hopefully it's not like based on like the rewards is going to be the key with that. Like mm. hopefully it's not like rare drops, but it's based on like your proficiency, right? So if you can, if the rounds are harder and you can complete the more challenging rounds, you get better rewards. Not yes. that you have to like yeah. grind it for 20 hours because there's a 0.001% chance of getting this drop to happen. Yeah. And I hope it does get like properly harder, like impossibly mm -hmm. hard eventually. I don't want it to sort of plateau at a certain point. You do sometimes experience yeah. that. But we'll see. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, alongside the outcry for a combat tutorial, there was also more rising demand for, um, or there is still rising demand for like harder overlaying content do you have any thoughts mm. on that Pat? um yeah i thought that was gonna be the quarter four announcement oh really <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i have to do a video on this still but okay. so the one thing that matt said um last year at the end of last year was that they they want to do all this stuff right but right. one of their goals was to revitalize older zones mm. Right? You guys remember that in yes. his letter? Yes. And so there was like two perfect ways of doing that. Spellcrafting and overland difficulty. Right. Right? We know we're not getting spellcrafting. It doesn't seem like we're getting overland difficulty either because it's not the quarter four system. So my question is where, where did that go? Right? Where did the revitalizing older zones goal for this year, what happened to that? Because this this uh, endless dungeon, that's just going to be one zone, it seems right. like, right? Whereas if you did like some cool um, overland revitalization plan where you had like 
hard mode overland zones with, you know, specialized bosses with new move sets and you got like different loot or, you know, perfected overland sets or something like that. That would give pl players a reason to go back to all those base game zones. So I don't know, hopefully it's it's a super popular idea right mm -hmm. that's like one of the most popular threads on the eso forum yeah so yeah, yeah i was i was really thinking they would do that this year when they said there was going to be a new feature in quarter four i was talking to some uh, relatively newer players uh a, a few weeks ago and maybe they had maybe a week or two of game time and even they were like um the questing or the overland is a bit too easy <laughs> and i'm just like well yeah that makes sense and no disrespect to like um video game journalists but even when when even video game journalists are asking if <laughs> mm -hmm. the content should yeah, be harder yeah. it, when's it gonna be harder it's just like i maybe it's a bit too easy you know yeah. and there's still some like back uh pushback though from some players like oh don't make it um, like a vet trial or vet dungeon, and I don't think anyone wants to make right. it a vet dungeon or vet trial. I right. think people just right. want to be immersed. No. You know, but like, also just giving, making it an option, right? So it wouldn't right, be like right. just like we have normal and veteran dungeons. They have a uh, difficulty system in place. It's just applying mm -hmm. that to more zones. I mean, it seems simple enough to me. Well, how would that work though? Would like uh, a normal instance of a zone have six different guilds on six traders, or like you know what I mean? Is it like different instances or? Oh yeah, you know that's I mean? that's true. Yeah. I'm thinking just mostly of like mobs, you know, enemies in the zone. Like you know, with a veteran dungeon, the enemies have more health and they do more damage. Right. Just mm -hmm. switching the the enemies. Um, yeah, but I'm not a programmer, yeah. so maybe it is like incredibly hard to do. But it would be nice to communicate that. Yeah. Like, hey, we hear you guys, you want this, but here's here's why we can't do it right now. And give us reasons why. Some people yeah. propose like a battle spirit kind of debuff. On. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. I'm like, I don't know about that. That's kind of weird too, because <laughs> it's kind of the equivalent of saying, just take your CPO, just take off your gear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily even make it harder. It just makes it's... it take longer. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know about like that. If, right. you know, if, if, it, if you are 50% less strong, but you got 50% more loot, would that actually be more fun? Like, mm. if the mobs are still just doing one life attack every five seconds, like, it's not... I would love to see them do it in a way where they actually give, like, Overland bosses a couple additional mechanics. Mm. Like mm. a slightly different moveset. And not even every boss, because I know that would be a ton of work, but maybe just one boss per zone becomes this like ultimate uh, world boss, right? Where then veteran players can team up, right? you know, in zone chat or whatever and say, hey, let's get together and do the, the vet boss for the zone. And everybody zones into the vet instance and does the boss. Maybe it's like a 30 minute spawn or something like it's more rare, but it doesn't seem like it would be. You know, just add a couple extra moves to the boss, up to health, up to damage, put in some unique loot, and it wouldn't even need to be 
permanent as well. Maybe they, they could do it at, like just during anniversary events and stuff. Because I found that's when these mm. the Overland gets the most populated or whatever. You know, like at the Dragon one recently. No mm -hmm. one's killed a dragon in Northern Elsewhere for <laughs> ten months, and then suddenly, <laughs> like, right? They get they get swarmed. So yeah, yeah maybe they could do something around. They could. That. I mean, maybe that would be a way to meet that goal of you know uh, reinvigorating the old zones. Mm. You know, yeah, just, just doing some, it for like a week or two. They have the ability to do roaming world bosses, right? You know, right, which I would think they would do that more often. Um, but maybe that would be something they could go back and and add to the old zones to make it more interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they were they are right, or uh, Matt was right in his letter. Like, there's so much content now. That they might as well just focus on the old one, you know. Right, and I I'll, I like that. Like I I would yeah. appreciate that. I think a lot of players would appreciate that, especially the players who have been here, for, you know, who've been playing for some time. Uh, makes yeah. them feel like they're they're more uh, wanted than it just being like a revolving door of new chapter, <laughs> new players, new chapter, more new players. But the other players have left already because they're bored. I think they're aware of this, which is why they've got them rid of the, the year-long stories. It's, it's meant that they've opened up the, the schedule to, to do, like, you know, actually potentially revisit things, and they're not as tied down to that strict storyline. They, right. they can fix things. They want. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge commitment, what they've been doing with their you know quarterly releases for how many years now? Like four, mm, since, four or five years? Well, yeah. Yeah, doing the, the quarterly DLC is kind of, I, I don't know, it seems like a lot to put on a dev team. Yeah. Yeah, right. Very, um, no time to improve content, right? Because you're always on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this helps with that. I know some some players were immediately like, oh, it's uh, ESO's in maintenance mode. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> like... <laughs> No, it's just a different approach to design, and this is what most this is what most MMOs actually do is they focus on like one release a year, <laughs> right? Yeah, like yeah. most established. Year. I think WoW was what every. It yeah. was yearly for a while, but now it's every like two, two three, three, four. It's it's getting longer between. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think it. I think it worked for ESO. For a while, right? Those first yeah. couple of chapters. Um, but was that more based on like the content of the chapters? Because we went back to Skyrim for a year, and you know the the pandemic happened. <laughs> like, right. oh. was it really that good of an idea, or are we, you know, finding out that maybe we need to devote more time to, uh, you know, actual repeatable content? Yeah. Well, with any new MMO that releases, there's usually not enough stuff to do. Like, I know people that play mm -hmm. New World or whatever, and they finish it within a month, yeah. and then they're like, right, there's nothing to do. That's but true. with the amount of stuff that ESO has been putting out over the last you know, like five years, I think they're at a level now where there's enough to do for a new player that they, they do oh, yeah. have the time now to just sort of sit back and just fix the things that the community mm -hmm. uh, find you know irritating yeah 
Yeah. And I think we'll see in the quarter three when they, you know, they're supposed to do like updates and bug fixes and stuff Mm. that that'll be interesting. Like, will it just be a couple of skill fixes or will this be like a major overhaul? Will the game run so much better after quarter three? Will yeah. you know, all this stuff be improved and fixed and stackable will treasure maps finally and get stuff? a new server? We've been promised a new mm, PvP server. That too, yeah. <laughs> yes. Did, did they put a date on that? I can't even remember whether they put a date on that. It got pushed back, right? Yeah, it got pushed back. Is it like April or something? Late March, April? Mm, maybe, yes. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll tell you if, if anything changes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I log in one day and I don't crash at Aleswell. That'll be, wow. Well, so does, for you guys, is that when you do like PvE raids, is server performance still um, like an issue? I, I would say PvE is fine. But mm-hmm. PvP in peak time is quite tricky. Okay. Um, like sort of between 8 and 10 p.m. UK time. It's very crashy and um, like slow motion, like skills don't work, you know, all that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been worse in the past, so I'm, I'm, I'm not too annoyed. I'd imagine if, if PvP was your main thing, you might be pretty exhaustive by now or just you know you're upset because there's no pvp content <laughs> addition no, yeah, yeah, quite. for three yeah. years it might be Not you might be a little bitter or something yeah i know right shouldn't there be more battleground maps by now yeah i feel like like with companions and tale of tribute deck and antiquities they, that's something that should be added every one yeah one map at least hmm that would that would be so so much more fun just to throw in and even if they like took out old maps just like update the maps for yeah. battlegrounds because i mostly play battlegrounds um when they're pvp right just because i don't like um you know riding around from keep to keep and stuff mm-hmm. um but i mean battlegrounds was a great addition to the game that they haven't really done a lot with since then and i feel like they could do a lot more with that yeah, I, f- I feel like they've the the balancing of it. They've not really nailed down. They keep taking in and out game modes, and I I don't think they have it how they want it. Which I, th- I guess is what's been their main priority when they think of Battlegrounds. They're like, let's actually make sure that people are playing it and we've got the right game modes and all that kind of thing. But it is. I feel like they'd have a higher battleground population if they did, yeah, add more things to it every now and again. Mm-hmm. Rather than just taking yeah. away the ability to queue for things. Do you guys remember when it came out and they had the damage power up? Yes, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was fun. That was like, so the first thing you, you did when you spawned in is you raced to get the damage power up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe bringing up back power-ups or like debuffs or something. See, that would be cool, I think, for a weekend event rather than just yeah, we're only going to do this map right. or we're only going to do this rule set. Like, uh, like I think last weekend was like Capture the Relic. Uh. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think about the game modes? Like, uh, 
Are you a deathmatch enjoyer or are you like an objective I prefer, enjoyer? Yeah, I prefer deathmatch. Oh, I do like let's go. Capture the Relic. I like Capture the Relic once in a while because mm. it. I used to, before I played MMOs, I played um, shooters. Yeah. And like okay. Capture the Flag was like, that was fun, right? I would yeah, usually yeah. like play defense, you know, get all, get all my buffs up, you know, protect the flag. That's fun to me. Um, the other ones... Like, uh, what is it? Crazy King is interesting, but it's so long. Like, yeah. I don't like how long those go. Same yeah. thing with Chaos Ball, right? Sometimes that takes forever. Um, yeah. so maybe they just need to, like, reduce the, the time limit on some of these things. I think the game modes are fine, but the three-way format combined with the map itself, like the level... Uh, design is not good like um interesting right yeah it's just not good in my opinion like having played like like you said the big shooters or even like things like halo i mean level design is a big thing right um right and three way maybe that's why they stopped making new yeah new maybe maps. maybe maybe they <laughs> it just, just sucks <laughs> to do a three a three-part map like it's yeah it's yeah yeah, the three-way format I think needs to go. I think a lot of people want maybe two teams. See, and that's another thing they could test on the weekend is like two teams only. I think that would be way better, honestly. I think a dev said something about how hard it is um, to like separate the three-alliance thing from a three-way PvP mode thing. I don't know how intrinsically mm. tied they are together. Because I remember yeah, in 2014 they showcased Battlegrounds actually, but they didn't call mm -hmm. it Battlegrounds. It was like a, huh. a PvP or kind of event. You know, it's kind of like an invitational, like a tournament. Mm. And it was it was basically Battlegrounds, but um, uh, a lot more scuffed. <laughs> 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 but it was still a three-way, which was interesting to me. Mm. So yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting thing to like get feedback on right like you know how oh, yeah. they did the um the email or whatever the feedback email a few months ago the survey oh yeah yeah the survey like do do a um pvp focus survey and see would people yeah. want to do like a two team setup instead of three team and what's what modes are do people actually like playing I don't know why yeah, they did more surveys. It's crazy, actually. Mm -hmm. Now that I bring it yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, people are so willing to, to do the surveys. Yeah, hopefully they do more. Yeah, I, I would. But I mean, we'll see if it actually comes to fruition with, you know, the feedback that we gave, but... Yeah. Um, Ollie brought up an interesting thing earlier about Overland. Uh, you mentioned something about 50% more rewards, Ollie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's talk about rewards. <laughs> yeah. Rewards All right. So, uh, what's your thoughts on like the current reward system or like, just current rewards? Uh, like, do you think? Because the last survey also talked about rewards, right? So. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't. I'm trying to remember what what feedback I gave. I definitely want to see more in-game rewards for like like doing stuff in-game, right? Mm -hmm. so like um complete vma you get a um 
special skin or whatever compete right. a trial that's kind of basic i mean what about you know certain quests like you do a complete quest chain for something mm-hmm. you should get like a new um i don't know like a effect for your character or like a even like a short duration buff or just something more tied to like the in-game stuff that you do and not so much focused on crown store this and that yeah right yeah ollie have you watched um hacks video on the customized actions i have not oh it was a good video you should watch it on the it's the modified yeah yeah the the animation are they like broken doesn't they like plentiful harvest not work with them or something i have no (laughs) idea (laughs) but i really enjoyed that video because you you presented us kind of like this is uh, a a big red flag and i agreed i was Mm -hmm. like this is not good at all (laughs) like this is something you should earn in game or something anything or even an alternative yeah. but yeah like nothing... if you're a if you're a master um gatherer then you should you should get that animation or you should be able to pick a new animation because you you grinded that skill up to right. level 50 yeah. and to show off that you're that level and that you put that time into your character but no you can just buy it for like 10 bucks in the crown store are you not happy with that's seven ten bucks your, you have to your get... die you get a you get a die for Master Crafter. No, not happy with the die. Get like I don't do housing. How dare dies. you? Be grateful for the die. Be grateful for the die. What are the colors? What colors? What colors the die? Is it green? It's it's going to be one of those like shiny uh, ones that when you put it on something, it's not the color that it says it is. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, the, the rewards in this game have a lot to be desired i think mm. people talk about it all the time you know yeah. versus the crown store a crown store is an issue like that meme like um nothing works except the crown store is still up <laughs> you know like yeah. that's that's a meme but in a sense it's true right yeah um so i just thought it was a really odd choice when did when did they i think update 36 they started putting in those customized actions mm-hmm. like wow it's it's not a great look a little looks a little desperate like a little cash grabby Mm. you know when they could just as easily apply that effect to some quest chain like i said or some you know skill rank or something like i remember when we when we did um imperial city prison and white gold tower you get a pet for doing all the achievements yeah the horver We've never had anything like that again. I mean, we get we get the mounts for the trials, but but that's so limited. It's like... so it's so little compared to what we could have. And I mean, I understand, like, okay, maybe you make more money from just putting it in the crown store, but you also well, want people to play your game. Like, if you have something to strive towards, then more people are going to play your game. They'll spend money on other things. Right? I think. Right. I think to me, it's like the most short term like short-sighted vision Mm, um option for monetization right Mm -hmm. and you know they maybe they were forced to do this by shareholders or something yeah yeah. like we need more money in the last quarter of the year 
okay, well, it's too late to make content. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we're giving away the um, Galen Zone for for most people who have, you know, if you don't have ESO Plus. So let's let's add more to the Crown Store, right? That's the quickest way. Yeah. Quick to get a little bit of extra cash. Yeah, let's reskin some things. <laughs> Put them in a new fancy looking crate and this will give us a little bit of extra cash. Which, I mean, I get it. Yeah, that's probably true, but it's not, I don't think it's healthy for mm. the long term of this game. Like, they keep doing this in two years. How many of these, like, how big is the crown store going to be at exactly. that point? Yeah. You have all these customized actions and everything versus how big could your reward system be that you know, you can actually say is a feature of your game, which could potentially bring in new players who bring in new money. It's more of like the long-term play, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's over there thinking, like, people won't buy anything from the Crown Store. There's, like, a equal reward to something in the Crown Store. Because the opposite's actually true. Um, if, if you look at other MMOs, where they do also have cash shops and it's like well if the game is good people will buy things from the cash shop anyway <laughs> so I, I don't know it's i i think mm -hmm. it's not a good sign i i don't know and hopefully they do uh respond to feedback with that survey that uh reward survey because i was surprised when they sent that survey out it just basically told me there's no way they don't know absolutely no way they don't know about mm players maybe expectations for rewards or even like the fact that maybe they're putting too much stuff into the crown store it's just ridiculous at this point i feel like um yeah it's and, not a good look well you know surprisingly so there's actually a good amount of players defending it <laughs> i don't know if you'd be surprised by that actually um but yeah there's players defending that there's players defending the crown store there's players defending the the, the, the fate was essentially gambling with the loot crates um there's players right. defending well, they the say it's it doesn't impact the game, right? right? It's, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, cosmetic it's only. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to do. You don't. You don't have to buy this. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> but would you want this in game? Because it's very clear that dev focus, and when I say dev, I mean like art and stuff like that. When you put it into the cash shop, you where is that focus going in the game? nowhere because it's all going to cash shop for like all these reward mm -hmm. or cosmetic and stuff so it does affect the game in just in more subtle ways yeah i would say it's a subtle it's a subtle thing and it's it's gonna but it's over time it's not gonna be so subtle oh yeah right ESO is gonna have the biggest cash shop of any <laughs> you know mmo within a couple years and is that is that the look that they want for sure Oh, um, actually, you know, I, I've always wanted to ask you this. Uh, what's your favorite class? Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say it depends. depends. Like, I, I just kind of cycle through all of them. Yeah. Like on the mood or like what you want to do? Yeah. Um, if you had to probably pick all, one, If I had to pick one, it would probably be either Nightblade or Templar. Nightblade mm -hmm. was my first class. Um, so I did play that quite a bit and then templar is just like easy mode class right specifically like puncturing sweep 
on a magicka based templar is always yeah. yeah fun to just like that's my grinding build right so when i want to just kick back and grind some cp or something i'll get on magicka templar and do sweeps all day so those are probably my top two but like i just rotate sometimes i'm just in the mood for something else and i'll play a sorcerer or warden or necro dk is always fun and then you know we'll see how the new class turns out what are your thoughts yeah. on the templar sweeps animation change <laughs> i mean that's like one it? of those things <laughs> not not really i mean Whoa. i think now i'm kind of used to it mm -hmm. did you like it I uh, I don't know about the animation, but I I like the feel of it more. Like the 0.8 mm. second channel time, which is basically the standard now for channeled skills, feels a lot better. Yeah, it feels it feels good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it feels, feels good, good. But I don't know about the animation. But when the visual. but when your spear goes like 90 degrees of your body <laughs> during yeah <laughs> during the animation, <laughs> and it looks like I don't know, I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. A lot of people um, complain about the visual and the sound of it. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess. Wait, did they change the sound too? No, that's the problem. No, right? they didn't. Because like... Oh, they was... didn't change the sound. So the sound doesn't really match up with the no, exactly. yeah, visual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't they just re... Didn't they reskin like one of the actual um, like staves from the game? Uh, it was oh, uh, really? Bogdan the Night Flame staff style, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, see, it should have been... Spear. Yeah, it should have been like an actual spear of light, like it was. And if they just needed to change it to match up better, then keep the animation. But just maybe they could, maybe they lost the file for that or something. <laughs> <laughs> the animation files. <laughs> like, oh, so crap. We don't know where that file is anymore. <laughs> Let's just get a get a weapon and reskin it. See, that's the thing. Like. That that was like pretty set in stone since the beginning of the game. You know why change it? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I wasn't a fan. I'm just kind of I'm kind of used to it now. But yeah, what about rapid strikes. That one I really don't like. That, that just looks just goofy. What? Really goofy. goofy. Am I the only one that likes it? Really? Yeah. It's just like your arms like waving in the air, isn't it? <laughs> well, but the but the old one was like you. Trying to yeah. get at somebody, but they're holding you <laughs> back by putting their hand on your head. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that no, was also goofy. The old, one, the old one wasn't good either, necessarily. It didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't make any sense. It was this, that's a classic yeah. ESO animation. How do you stab somebody with the hammers, bro? You know, with the blood. <laughs> yeah, <that> was <laughs> I think this one's better, honestly. Like for sure, I think it's better. It, it makes more sense, but I don't think it's better. It's it makes more sense, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't look great. Uh, I must be the only one then. Damn. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just janky. Like they just took the light attack animation, right, and just like did it quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's little decisions like that seem weird to me. Like just change two, two skills. Do you think um, Arcanist will bring something like really new and unique, or how, how do you think it will fit into the um, into the system? I mean, if we look at past class introductions, mm. I would say it's probably mm. going to be pretty broken. 
Hell yeah, let's yeah, do right? it. <laughs> I mean, that, I, that's what I would expect just based on past Zenimax behavior. Um, and then they'll tone it down over the next couple patches. So we'll have to see. I mean, I'd imagine some type of group buff or debuff, right? Mm-hmm. For for trials and group content. Um, they have the combo system, Crux, right? Which they've talked about, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Necromancer's you know, having corpse management as like a side skill, which, um, or like a, you know, a specific interaction of the class. I think it's going to be similar to that where some players will take advantage and some it won't, they won't even care. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, they showed one more skill. What was it like last week? It's like a beam yeah, skill, but it's like targeted or it seems like you can, you can, you can it. move it. It's like yeah. directional. And so you could get multiple targets in it, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, so hopefully we get, you know, maybe they'll let us test it pre-PTS. That would be cool. Give them some feedback. I think they're going to let us test it maybe at that ESO Tavern meetup in mm-hmm. NA, maybe. Are you going to go? Let's bring um, meetup. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, depending oh, yeah. on the dates and, and where it is, that would be awesome. Yeah, they still haven't released any details yeah. for that. I know they're going to do one in Germany in July. But they haven't said anything for uh, NA. But, uh, they, they pay for my ticket. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of the architect, so uh, someone actually told me yesterday... Um, they read an interview article where I guess I don't know if it was Rich or maybe a different dev that revealed another skill for the Arcanist. It's like a shield AoE that you can like put down on the ground hmm. and it explodes and soft haunts everything in the area. Oh, okay. whoa, okay. And I'm just like, wait, soft haunt? <laughs> isn't that basically a hard taunt? Isn't that patch? basically a taunt? Yeah, yeah isn't that basically it, an AoE taunt? Yeah, it's basically the AoE taunt. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Unless they also like give that to other classes as well. I could see that maybe being an issue. Oh yeah. It's hard. I mean, there's a fine line, right? Like you you really want to sell this, you want to make it interesting enough for players to come back to, but you don't want players to also be annoyed that are like those one character people, right? Like, yeah. oh, the Arcanist gets all the new stuff. I mean, you can't really win if you're Zenimax in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I think what's gonna happen is it's gonna be pretty freaking OP. Maybe they'll have a new debuff to like Necromancers have major vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Arcanist will have major brittle somehow. I don't know if that's gonna work. Um, Major toughness, maybe? Who knows? 20% more max health? Oh, dang. I don't know. Um, or the worst case scenario is like or the, uh, is like they shift other class passives to Arcanist. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. I hate so, when they do that. Yeah. I know. So if you remember Warden when they came out, it was dog shit. Uh, right? Yeah. And then uh, a few patches, or a couple patches after that, they were like, alright, let's move minor toughness from Warhorn Warden mm-hmm. and Templar's major mending 
to Warden. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept kind of going on. <laughs> and eventually, eventually they got they got rid of Minor Berserk from Nightblade, and Warden had it. Right, exactly. And they got rid of Major Fracture from Nightblade, and Warden got it <laughs> on shocks. <sighs> Man. Wow. Yeah, that was a rough time. They were just yeah. like taking stuff away from classes and adding it to... <laughs> To warden, yeah, don't don't do that. It's not good. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think. Do you guys think that was a good move to to release the new class this year? You know, I'm going to tell you that I was not expecting it, based on what they've been saying about how the game doesn't have much room. For... That was interesting. Yeah, exactly. That was interesting, like, right? They don't have room for new animations. They don't have room for. Uh, which I, which I always was like mm, really because NPCs get new animations every DLC. Mm. Like yeah, there's always true. a new yeah. boss, right? A new dungeon DLC has new bosses with new mechanics, new animations, new like um, graphical effects, right? So they're always adding little things here and there. So I was always kind of skeptical of that. I mean, clearly the the last gen consoles have, you know, limitations. Right. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I was a little surprised that they went with the new class for that reason. To me, it made more sense to do something like you know, overland difficulty right. or like spellcrafting, right? Because spellcrafting yeah. you could literally recycle um, any animation yeah. Yeah. and make it interesting that way, and have no new animations required. But yeah, the, somehow they went for it and it's going to work, I guess, on last-gen consoles. Um, so yeah, it was a little surprising to me too. But I think, you know, I think their Matt was correct. Like, that's the most requested feature, mm. right? Like, at least when I pull my audience, a 60%, like 50, 60%, what new feature do you want to see? Right, we always do that at the end of the year because there's like no other content to right. <laughs> talk about. <laughs> what feature do you want to see next year? Um, what about is ESO worth playing in 2025? Yeah, okay. <laughs> How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> you should make that video. That would be, that would be funny. <laughs> do that video, but do it like two years. <laughs> is it worth playing in 2028? <laughs> People will be like, what? Uh, Make all these crazy predictions. Oh man! But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah. I think all of, a lot of us were expecting spellcrafting, just because they kept saying, "Oh, we don't have. Well, we can't add more furnishings to the houses." Well, her, you know, the we can't Hermes add more Mora reveal revealing Hermaeus Mora was what said it. Like right, right. And I was yeah, like, "Oh, yeah. that's it, dude. Yeah. Spellcrafting. It makes they're gonna use the black books and they'll become spells and." <laughs> Yeah. Like it made it made so much sense, which I think they could have done it that way. I think they could oh, have easily sure. put in spellcrafting right. with like the lore and and how that would work. It'd be really cool. But yeah, the class seems cool. Um, it is interesting that it's so focused on like a Daedric prince, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting how they did that. Some warden like focused on something. Aren't Templars based on Meridio? Yeah, this. Hmm. That. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's interesting how they, the, like, when you look at the original classes and like where the themes come from. Hmm. 
I think DKs are uh, based on Akaviri martial arts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that style of combat or whatever, which is yeah. cool. I mean, that's awesome for a class. But, um, what were the, what were the too much, too much green though so far from what I've seen with the Arcanist. Oh, Arcanist! Oh, I love. Doesn't it look like a little bit too color. much? Like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. They like green. At least it's not it's... blinding like Templar. And when they have to like nerf the brightness of the skies. Yes, I remember. Yeah. The ritual itself was so bright. It would light up an entire like town, literally. Yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe they'll nerf the greenness in like eight patches. Yeah. Time. Can you imagine like fifteen arcanists in the same area and it's just, like green? <laughs> pew pew pew, just like green, <laughs> green runes everywhere and runes on the ground. It's gonna be kind of gross for a little while. Yeah. Maybe some of the skills will be black as well. I mean, the tentacles are black, right? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That giant tentacle arm. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder... Reminds me of Resident Evil. For... Yeah. Nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was, I was super shocked. That was, I, I, I think they're going to do class next year with maybe an announcement saying they're going to drop the old console. The old consoles. Yeah, yeah. Because they've yeah. been, you know, they've been. Mm -hmm. Constantly saying, oh, because of the old console, we can't add furnishing slots, we can't add new models, um, they don't have memory in the game, or whatever. And uh, I actually dug into this, uh, how they did this class, because I, I was so confused. Like, were they lying the entire time? Or, you, know, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I dug into yeah. it, and I found an interview where uh, Rich basically said it took their engineers one year to save enough memory like to find enough memory a budget for the memory for a new class oh, <laughs> and that really? was back in uh, i guess the timeline is um so you know we had finn a, uh he's the lead encounter designer on the podcast and he told us they planned things two years in advance which means mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. engineers had from 2020 until 2021 to find enough memory for a new class and then they started developing the Arcanist yeah. sometime in 2021. Yeah, so they've been working on this for some time. It's not like a pivot. It's kind of interesting. Like when I look at that, um, the new cadence for content this year, mm -hmm. that seems like a pivot in their strategy, right? Yeah. Where they looked at sort of the numbers and how things were declining. Mm -hmm. Maybe they started thinking about it the year previous. We don't know. But it seems like, especially that quarter four and quarter three, that they kind of got the point, like, players don't need the content at this point. They want us to focus on fixing bugs. Right. And adding repeatable content. Because um, the, the quarter four feature isn't ready yet. Right. right? They said... I mean, the class like, isn't ready yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're still working on this stuff. Yeah. I think it was a mix of planning and then reaction, for sure. For sure, mm -hmm. I think it was more like maybe 70% pivot and 30% plan. I mm -hmm. mean, when they said quarter four is haven't done yet, we don't know what's coming yet. And then they, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, which I think is good. I think if they are reacting to the player base, that's better than them doing the same thing again. That, that would have absolutely, I think, um, uh, killed, a lot, killed a lot of interest this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we've, we've been critical in the past of like how it's difficult to get them to change something once they've said that they're going to do it. You know, like, like how we 
the PTS feedback we feel sometimes gets ignored and stuff. So, the, yeah, the mm -hmm. fact that it seems like they might be a little bit more open to being a bit more flexible depending on what uh, the community wants. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I would, I'd love to see more communication like the survey, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. even, even more so, even more in-depth where maybe they take groups like they had the class reps at one point right uh yeah, yeah. um yeah. <laughs> but some, who, something who better right <laughs> something better uh <sighs> do you think nephis do you think that's a good idea to have some type of like i don't know like representative team of players that's in more of a direct communication with the developers if assuming the developers would actually listen and take that feedback right so having been in the things, having yeah. having been in that program myself i mean there's i i still can't fucking reveal i, I think the nd is still effective but mm. uh, i don't i don't i don't know like it's hard there, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that players don't know about or like don't take into account maybe i don't know if it's like productive though like as a whole Overall, mm. like, I don't know if it was ten people, right? I don't know how you can cram entire demographics into ten people. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it might need to be more than ten, but at the same time, if you do more yeah. than ten, well, I don't. It's a hard if one. They have somebody to manage that, yeah. Right, and it's like which well, maybe that's why they're going more towards surveys. Maybe mm -hmm. you know, maybe survey is the new class reps where it's. They can send it to a wider audience and get a bigger data set. Yeah, um, I think they're gonna. I hopefully do surveys, but I think they're also pivoting based on you know that stream team meeting that we had. Maybe more specifically, the content creators. So the, I think one of the issues with the classroom program was only two of us were content creators. Um, that might sound like really elitist or like bad, but it makes sense because like only Outcast and I were making content. So we kind of knew or had a feeling of what players wanted or what they wanted to see. Whereas oh, yeah. the other eight, they were more in touch with their own kind of circles and communities, which is good right. too, right? Because there's different communities and different groups. But at the same time, if you are a business or uh, a, a game company, you probably want a much bigger pool. And yeah. I think them asking content creators or streamers um, what general feeling is in the community or like what the, what the kind of finger on the pulse thing I think is a bit better in some ways I don't know if it's a good thing though overall if they I don't know I think they should have multiple channels rather than just one single group or one single channel yeah ultimately <clears throat> yeah I think like um update 35 for example was a big um, red flag as far as communication yeah like what the communication issues are between the devs and the players um and that just blew up in their face right that was i think that to me clearly showed that they didn't know how to communicate with their players and to me it would have been much better to like front load communication before they even do an, a major update like that like um saying okay and it could be through a survey or it could be a forum post or whatever saying, okay, here's, here's the issues that we're, you know, looking to fix in the second half of the year. Uh, DPS is too high or 
there's too much of a percentage of damage that comes from light attacks. <clears throat> Here's what we're thinking of doing to fix this issue, right? We're thinking of doing whatever to light attacks. You know, what's your feedback on this? Is there something we could do differently? But instead they created this whole like massive update that nobody asked for, right? In regard to like light attacks and yeah. the, the damage scaling and everything. A lot of things, and they yeah. ended up And they ended up rolling back like m- most of those changes during the PTS cycle based on our feedback, mm-hmm. right? Which is a complete waste of a PTS cycle. Right. Because they were making changes up to like week four, week five. <clears throat> right? It's a complete waste of dev time because the time that they spent before PTS to create that update had to be revised, you know, so much. Whereas if they just communicated, this is the issue, this is what we're thinking about doing to fix it, what do you think? Like, what's your feedback? And then create the update, mm-hmm. you know, based yes, on feedback. Yeah. That's essentially what the classrooms did. But, yeah. um, I just maybe think... they need to like open it up, right? On a right, broader exactly. scale. I think they need to open that up. That open more. communication. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, something. But I, I, I think with update 35, they had an idea of how best to do this solution already. And they were so confident in that idea. That's why they created it and put it out there before asking people what they thought. And like, was like Rich say, like, you know, try it and give it some time before you make judgments, which mm. is very confident, I feel. But Oh, yeah, he was a little overconfident, probably. I think that yeah. was more... I don't know. I think this is bad timing. <laughs> well, maybe, but, this is bad timing. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think anyone should ever be that confident, really, because it's, it's, it's very risky. Like, like you say, it's gonna, it's a whole waste of your time. Well, like, you put something out there that such a, with such big updates, right? It would make yeah, more sense yeah. to kind of front load it and bring it to the community first, mm-hmm. instead of basically shadow dropping it, right? They like yeah. shadow drop that on the community, <laughs> and we're like, nope, this is not this is not it. Is it a communication problem though, or is it more of like uh, I don't I don't know. Um, like, like when you when when you read patch notes, right, and you read some changes, it's like even on paper you know what's going to happen. Does that make sense? You don't have to really go to PTS to test it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. why, you know, what I mean, why are why were those changes there in the first place, right? That's my question. <laughs> right. Cool. Cause they were trying to solve an issue, right? Which was, I mean, I'm not totally clear on what the issue was, but I think it was too much DPS coming from light attacks, which in their mind was a big issue that needed to be solved. I think they wanted to close the gap between like the top end players and yeah, the they wanted to close the gap, but they also population. nerfed healing. They nerfed uh, sticky dots, right? Whatever. Now it's once every two seconds. So it, 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 they kept yeah. that. I, I don't know. It's just. It was yeah. a lot past. And too, too much at once, I think. Too, oh, yeah. Right? For I sure. Think, yeah. Too many changes at once. You can't, you can't test the impact of a specific change because there's like five different major changes all happening at once. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it seems like they've pulled back a lot, at least with update, you know, 36 and 37. Mm hmm. So we'll see how long that lasts for. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully all, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, hopefully, all these things mean it's going to be better in the future. And seeing that the having some communication is going to be helpful to them, and they shouldn't be afraid of it. Yeah, but I think I think ESO has a good a good future. Still, you know, I've invested mm. tons of time, not just playing the game, but also creating, you know, a YouTube channel and a website and Discord. I know you guys have you're with that too. So, yeah, we're more invested in the game than most people, right? Um, and a lot of people get pretty negative, you know, when updates come out, like, oh, this is this is the end you know, where it's, it's maintenance mode and canceling my ESO plus yeah canceling my subscription guys just so you know it's canceled <laughs> like, okay thanks for letting me know yeah the main the main hurdle I see like we talked about kind of is the last gen consoles yeah I don't know I mean dropping that that's a huge like PR nightmare right how do you tell how do you tell a group of people like you can't play the game anymore and maybe it's just maybe it's just they only get access to content pre 2024 or something and they can't access the new content i don't know i don't even know how they would do that bdo black desert online's on console and their console player base often don't get um the pc patches um when Mm. pc patches come out so yeah. ESO is kind of better in that regard where like the console patch or so the PC update comes two weeks before the console patch and for BDO I think one patch took like six months <laughs> so yeah. uh, I think yeah. people still playing on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One should probably understand that like their 10 year old console is you know 10 years old and mm-hmm. um, maybe they should invest in a Know, computer right. or the yeah. next gen because now I, I you know I, I checked it out it's ps5 and xbox series x and i got both of them in the first year um now it's much easier to get them for sure 100 mm-hmm. um yeah. there's less scalping so I, I don't know if anyone has an excuse at this point really <laughs> if you want no i'm serious like, well, yeah. why not? if you don't have the budget to pay for 500 for xbox series x or five, or what was it, six hundred, five hundred dollars for a PS5? Maybe mm-hmm. look into budget PC that can still run the ESO fine with a good CPU. That's, yeah, you know, it's, it's they, like they could do what they did with uh, like Minecraft, where the console version is basically like mobile version until people get better consoles. You know, but yeah. I, don't <laughs> I don't know, know how you'd make a like it, mobile ESO version. It was to take into account <laughs> population, like. I don't yeah. think the console population is um, nowhere near as many people as even one PC. Like, if you combine all Xbox EU, Xbox NA, PlayStation NA, PlayStation EU, I don't think it would even come close to PC NA, judging from my playtime there and mm-hmm. what other people are saying. And also, um, based on prices, marketplace uh, prices for like crowns and stuff, gold, mm-hmm. gold, gold yeah. value is much higher on console. So I don't know. I I don't think it would be a PR nightmare. I think it's just something people have to deal with. Because in 2024, next year, it's going to be, what, 11 years, 12 years for mm-hmm. for, all, for their console? So I mean, that's that's generous, you know? Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Um. Oh. Uh. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um. There was a. Uh, there was something I wanted to ask, and I completely forgot. God, I do this every every podcast. Like, there's a question <laughs> in my mind that just completely just slips slips my mind. God damn it! <laughs> oh, um, actually, I want to ask. Like, apart from like ESO content creation, what are what are the stuff do you do in terms of like? Do you run a guild? I, actually, I think some people have asked me if some content creators run guilds, and your name has popped up. Um, if you have a guild, like, do you manage a guild, mm. or do you just have a guild where people? Like, no, I I would you. like to. Yeah, I would like to, but I just don't. I don't think I would have time. Yeah, yeah, I would love to get like a guild on even on you know multiple platforms because I play on PC, but I play on Xbox mm-hmm. sometimes too. And I think it's just a a time thing. Yeah, I don't actually get a lot of time to play ESO. Yeah, I get you know. Mm-hmm. And if I am playing, I'm probably also you know, working on a build or recording something for a, a video. Um, so yeah, that's tough. Do you regret it? Making making content? Uh no, no, not at all. I mean it's awesome. Hmm. Um you know, I I think I have a lot of support, a lot of great um viewers and subscribers and kind of built this unique community over time and um, you know, they support me by watching videos or doing YouTube membership, which is a huge help for me, just financially speaking. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I love it. I don't see myself stopping um, anytime soon, really. Yeah. Some content creators I've talked to, um, they like regret an aspect of it in terms of like exactly what you said, like uh, uh, their gameplay is now replaced by kind of like working on builds or specific yeah. gameplay for a specific video or video editing <laughs> it's, yeah it's different I mean, oh yeah, yeah gaming hits so different like once you become a content creator i don't even remember what it's like to like play a game for fun <laughs> like i know that that probably sounds bad that yeah. sounds worse than it is but it's just a different mindset like when i'm playing a different game I think of hmm, what maybe this would be good content, right? Right. Like yeah. you, you approach gaming in, in with a different mindset. So it's just different. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm very happy with being a content creator in this space. I think it's awesome. Um, oh, speaking of space, I've noticed. Do you do you stream on YouTube or do you just not stream at all? If I do stream, it's on YouTube. It's it's rare though. Mm. It's it's pretty rare just because of time commitment. Um, like there's no way I could stream for more than like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I know like a lot of streamers like they're up there like eight, nine, ten hour streams, right? Which I know is not it's not required. But as far as like time commitment, I also have a, like a full time job. Oh really? And I do like I'm not a full time content creator really um i kind of do it sort of as a hobby um 
So, you know, I have a full-time job. I have wife, kids. Oh, okay. Takes up a bit of time. Yeah. So as far as like my content creation time, I get maybe 10, 15 hours a week. And if you imagine like creating two videos, that's going to eat up half that time. Yeah. Right. So if I were to stream like six hours, then I would be done (laughs) for the rest of the week. (laughs) That's all my time. Right. Right. So I have to think of, to me, like doing YouTube videos is much more time efficient. Right. For like creating content. I would love to stream. I would love to do that more, but you know, that's, I need more time probably to do that. What you could do potentially, um, as someone who also fucking struggles with time, um, stream, mm-hmm. streaming and making videos and whatever, uh, is when you, if you stream, you're just doing the work that you would be yeah. doing. You know what I mean? Have you considered yeah, that? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, a good way to engage your community and, and check out what you're doing. And then you can tell them that you're making the video mm-hmm. and they'll check out your video out. And yeah. that'll basically like double dip into your streaming and your content creation or your video making. And I think it would be efficient if you want to try that out. That's a good point. Yeah, I definitely would. That would definitely be my approach if I were yeah. to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I think some people in chat were were surprised about um, that you had a full. I think most people assume you're a full time content creator. That's what I assumed too. I thought you were a full time yeah, content creator, so but you're like actually that. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, content creators are adults too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I don't know about. That. I mean, there's different definitions, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh. Wow. Okay. So you got a full time job. You got a family. That's that's a lot. That is a lot. I think. Yeah. Why are you playing video games? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people with families, they I, I don't know. They like go fishing and like do outdoor things. No outdoor. No, not me. <laughs> I mean, I do. I do. I like getting outdoors um, once in a while. I don't know, like it's it's always been my hobby, right? And so yeah. there was this point where it kind of yeah. transitioned from a hobby to well, it's still a hobby, but it's also like a side income, mm-hmm. you know, which is really helpful when you have a family. Like Oh yeah. When you guys get to that point, like keep your channel, keep your <laughs> any, any form of income you can generate is like super helpful nowadays when mm-hmm. you have a family, so yeah, it just it just adds to what we're able to do. Out of, out of curiosity, what's your uh, what's your work field? Like, uh, are you like a nuclear engineer? <laughs> <laughs> That's very specific. Well, uh, well. <laughs> no, it's like IT IT support. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Everyone yeah. works in IT. What do they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty sure. When I last, when we asked Pathfinders what they did, I think out of 12 of us, I think 10 worked in IT. It is a vast majority, I think, of gamers play uh, work in IT. Yeah, I think we just kind of gravitate to jobs like that, probably. Uh, If anyone has I mean, content creation, it can definitely be a full-time job. But I think, you know, at a certain point, 
when you have certain responsibilities, whether it's like a mortgage or kids, you need something a little bit, well, you need something with like insurance, first of all, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. YouTube yeah. doesn't, YouTube doesn't get me insurance in case people were wondering. <laughs> they, they don't pay. They won't uh, pay for my dental visits. Right. Or my, you know, prescriptions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, having at least, I definitely recommend having at least a part-time job if you're a content creator. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you've really blown up, right? Yeah, unless you can unless buy stuff like, outright and you don't even need loans. Yeah, but at that point, you should you should be investing your money, right? Because who knows yeah. how long that's going to last for. You should be buying gas stations and making OnlyFans. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. In, in, mean, in, your, in your hot tub streams. We talked about this in a different podcast, <laughs> but I, you know, I respect that. I respect the grind. You know, you got you do what you got to do. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, always, always diversify your yeah. income. I agree. Yep. Even as a content creator, you know, have a website, have a, have a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, Here's, I'll be done in a second, guys. Okay. Uh, sounds like you get busy here soon. I have yeah, yeah. the the little ones have the arrived. Ones, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. So uh, we, 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 I think we kept you long enough. Uh, it sounds like you're about to get busy. We can wrap it up with some questions from viewers actually right now. Yeah, sounds um, good. All right. So let's, let's kind of, what is your long-term goal as a content creator hack? Um, that's a good question. I think sticking, you know, sticking with ESO mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future, I want to definitely expand on the website, on all the builds and, and guides for this game, but then also, you know, maybe adding a few other games into the mix. Okay. Um, you know, as far as content creation. So yeah, just, just keeping things rolling as far as the website, YouTube videos, all that stuff, maybe adding streaming, you know, if time allows for that. Okay. Uh, why do you call your builds hack solo God moon? Mm. Oh, actually, this is a question that reminds me of a question I wanted to ask earlier as well. Um, on the topic of, uh, I guess, like content creation, like what do you think about the importance of thumbnails and stuff like that? Because some people have accused me, and I think just YouTubers uh, in general baiting, about like, yeah. oh, you this is what is it bait bait video yeah. or bait whatever bait clickbait clickbait clickbait. I'm just like you know what if it's clickbait and it gets me the revenue whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it why don't you have boobs on all your thumbnails I okay I, yeah might as well yeah yeah you're giving them ideas <laughs> um yeah. i mean it it's there there's a fine line i think i mean to some people who've played my build it is like a god mode build right for them and they've mm. they've left me comments saying so like thank you so much for this build i'm able to finally play this game how i want okay you know and for other people who are only interested in like Oh, what's the DPS parse? Where's your parse, bro? <laughs> like, I didn't make the build for it. It's not a DPS build. There, there's not not going to be a parse for this one. Yeah. So it's it kind of depends, but yeah, you do try to kind of hype it up a little bit, right? Um, just to get people interested. But I do still try to deliver like good content regardless. Yeah. I think so people people get into like legal hot water, like you say. No, you no, no. Dis disclaimer for like no, this didn't actually set me on fire. Or, you know. 
<laughs> well, I didn't actually become a god. No one worshipped me. The general, the general sentiment I've um, uh, seen is that like, hack. A lot of people respect Hack because he's like, okay, well, he's making these videos, but he's not claiming it's the best videos or whatever, or like it's gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he just yeah, yeah. makes I mean, these videos, yeah. and it's like, okay, you want to use these videos, go for it. He's not if claiming can anything. See you're genuine, unlike yeah. you know some content creators can or have done, right? So it's like whatever. Yeah. Well, I think most of us will will show the build, you know, at the beginning and show what it does, like. I'll show it doing VMA or, you know, soloing a really difficult world boss. That's, mm. that's basically like the premise of the build. That's what I'm saying you can do with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But people will take that by extension and say, oh, you can do, this build doesn't do, you know, certain amount of DPS in a trial. Right. And again, that's, it's not a DPS build. It's not what it's for. So well, useful players can't read or listen. <laughs> um, I've found anyway, um, Right. Fear <laughs> hack. As someone not fully sunk into raiding, but informed of ESO, what is your perception of the clear rates for the new trial hard modes? What is my perception of the clear rates? Yeah, like I guess, uh, it's at it's asking like, oh, your perception of I guess what raiding clears or like the rates of clearing is like for trials. Oh, I mean, honestly, I don't know. You don't I know. don't really do trials that much. No. Okay. I mean, I'm actually at a point where for like DPS builds and stuff, I've been reaching out to other content creators mm -hmm. to create that content and put it on my website for okay. me. Like okay. I just, you know, that's not really my thing, but also I don't really have time to do every type of build, but I still want to serve, you know, all players. Mm-hmm. So I'm reaching out to, you know, other players who are better at that type of content. Okay. Uh, how much time does Hack spend on the PTS versus the live server? Hmm, that's a good question. Probably about 50-50. 50-50? Yeah, most of my builds and like theory crafting I do on PTS because it's just way easier yeah. to test out versus, yeah. you know, certain sets. Um, and then when I'm just playing for fun, it's on live server. I figured that was the case because, like, when you're doing solo builds, especially for Overland, you don't want some rando to come over <laughs> and kill, you know what I mean, like help you with True. a boss or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. True. Sometimes yeah. you'll still get randos on PTS, which is fun. Oh, okay. And they'll write, they'll like do a zone chat. Hi, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't actually record the zone chat in my video, but okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm curious about where Hack comes up with ideas for builds. He was the first one I ever watched for builds, so I'm curious. Uh, just, you know, looking at sets. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's just random. Sometimes I'll get a YouTube comment like, oh, I wish you could really do like um, a bow sorcerer or something. And I'll go like, oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I wonder what that would look like. And so I'll look at sets i'll pull up like eso hub or something and look at sets for a bit and come up with some ideas and then i'll test them out on pts and something that works i'll put it into a build okay um i think this is the last question uh what suggestions do you have for upcoming creators to create their own builds oh, wait that's not the last question but yeah um, upcoming creators Upcoming, like um, uh, new creators, yeah. like what suggestions do you have or tips for their build 
notes and stuff like that. Um, I would say on the content creation side, just find a, find like a space or like a niche of build. Like for me, it was solo builds at first that you just really focus on and do like that type of build for every class and get kind of like a repertoire of builds so that people can kind of see you as that and kind of get to know you and know you for that type of content and then just be consistent and, you know, create videos like that as much as you can. Okay. Uh, all right. This is a real last question. Do you <laughs> think a new weapon type would be a good idea and what weapon would it be? I have, I've been wanting a new weapon type for a long time. I think a lot of players have. Um, I was hoping for something more magic based since we have, you know, more stamina weapons. Um, so I was hoping for like a, like a, I don't know, like a tome or something, like a spell book. But I guess that kind of is like what we're getting with the Arcanist. So I don't know. I mean, Elder Scrolls traditionally has more, more magicka type weapons, right? Or like types of magic, right? Like restoration mm -hmm. magic and conjuration. I know that's kind of in like the class skills already. So I don't know. I don't know how they would add that in at this point if they if the devs would want to or if their focus is going to be more on classes moving forward it's hard to say i would definitely want more of like a magic based weapon for the next one always imagine sword and rune one-handed rune mm -hmm. yeah yeah something like that yeah that'd be cool that'd be freaking cool <laughs> three-hander maybe Three, three-hander. What? <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Natural okay. Progression. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I would. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day um, to to be here with us, Pack. I really do appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you guys yeah. for inviting me. Yeah, thank you so much. If um, people want to find, well, I mean, everyone knows where to find you. But for anyone that is living under a rock and doesn't know where to find you. Where, where are you? Where do we find your videos? Uh, just, yeah, YouTube. Most of my stuff is on YouTube, Hack the Minotaur, or you can go to hacktheminotaur.com, which is my website. Hell yeah. Yep. Awesome. All right. And there we have it. That's the end. And cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, good luck with the little ones. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'll need it. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. See you soon.